all the time what you know. Fear not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. I want to welcome everyone to another week, another episode of The Why Behind You. And for the first time, listeners want to thank you for joining the podcast, however you came to The Why Behind You. So for those that don't know me, my name is Jason Marcel, and I am The Why Behind You voice. And I want to thank everyone that actually is uh, coming back for the second time or just repeat in general uh, listeners. So this week, I want to talk a little bit about owning your growth. And as I reflected on this week's topic, I, I really took some time to think about how the transition and the progression has evolved for me over my career. Now, I've been in my professional career going on 18 years now, and I can tell you the things that I noticed about myself when I made decisions or how I view things earlier in my career are much different than they are now. And that's a good thing. And some things are the same. Some things are not the same. But I think that the most important aspect of our evolution, uh, of our individual evolution, is the fact that we continue to find and seek out ways to be a better us, to be a better individual. As I mentioned and said quite a few times, if you are striving to be better every day than you were the day before, then you're making progress. And I think that it's it's important that we all take a moment in time, you know, you look, you think about COVID, you think about the things that have hit us and how I know for myself personally, taking a step back and just slowing down for a quick second to really understand who am I at this point in time? How have I changed? And are there things that I really want to evolve and do better, do differently, stop doing? All those things are critical. But as I think about my career and as I think about my professional and my personal growth, I am analyzing these things a lot more. And I'll tell you, it's been a very interesting last couple of weeks and couple of months, I will say, of just the thought processes around that. You know, there have been very little or very few things that I've encountered recently that make me think that, hey, 10 years ago, I probably would have thought about this differently. Or 10 years ago, I would have made a different decision. But I think that as I have assessed the then and now, I've really come to a, a conclusion or a, let me say, a perspective or point of view that I am much more in a place of understanding my strengths, playing to my strengths, and not so much trying so hard to convince or appease someone as I am of an understanding that maybe if it takes that much energy and time, that it's not right. The fit isn't right. The timing isn't right. The opportunity isn't right. And I just had a situation recently where that made that came into my mind. It came into my thought processes just through an interaction for uh, with uh, someone. And I, I, I had to sit and take a step back and say, you know, I really would have tried very hard to convince this person that I'm the right person uh, to inquire about the topic that we were discussing about. I'm the right person for this. Uh, this I'm the right person to to weigh in. I have a level of expertise here. And, you know, as as I began to think a bit more 
as we were engaging in dialogue around the the point that we were discussing and whether or not I was the person that needed to be uh, involved in the process, you know, I thought about it. I said, you know, I'm constantly trying to validate to this person my experience and my credentials. And I thought about it and I said, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for another colleague or friend. And And it was more on a personal scenario, but it made me really think and realize how often or think about how often do we work so hard to convince the other person that we are, you know, what we say we are, or how often do we try to convince someone else that we're the person that deserves that promotion? It, we do it a lot. And it's because we want things so bad and we are willing to push ourselves and put ourselves in a position. But at some point, it becomes sometimes it's a process, right, that you're going through and they and whoever it may be, that person, that friend, that group, that boss, that, that leader may be testing you to see if you're really made of what you say you're made of. Or you really belong or should they be accepting of you? But there's also a point in time where you have to acknowledge that, you know what? Maybe it's not a good fit. Our friendship, maybe this is not a good friendship. Maybe this is not a good position for me to pursue. Maybe this is not the the time for us to focus on this. So you you have to be mature enough. And you also have to be understanding enough. And if there's that much of a struggle, then it might not be right. And that could be a personal situation. That could be a professional situation or a combination of both. You know, Albert Einstein once said that strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. And as I read that quote from Einstein, and I thought about it. If you're working so hard to be a success, and that's the thing that drives you the most, and this may sound very weird, but sometimes there may be a moment or a situation where you missed a small step or you cut corners to get there to be a success. But if you think about that quote, And the gravity of that mindset. If you strive to be of value. And if you push and your everyday focus is to make sure that you're providing value, you're providing benefit, then your success is going to come. You're going to be in a situation where the value that you provide is very much a magnet. It's much more appealing. It's drawing others in to not only ask you to help, to help them be successful, but it's also something that's going to really position you to be that person that everyone wants to go to, that people want to have involved, that they value you so much because of the fact of not only just your experience, but how you are supportive of them and how you may help them feel, and how you may help them be successful, that that is a direct line and taps into your success. You know, there, there's a lot of, 
of, of moments that we may encounter that we are in a competition with someone that we are trying to really, really push and show I'm the, I'm the best. I'm the cream of the crop. I'm the one, no doubt, that you should be looking at. But I think in that moment, when you are in that competitive mindset, and I'm, I'm one that is right there, I believe in healthy competition. I believe in, in, in always having some type of opposition that pushes you because it keeps you strong. It keeps you sharp. But I think that there is... Some often sometimes there's are often there's times where people will lose sight of the small things, lose sight of the things that are critical and important, the small steps. And that causes you again, as I mentioned earlier, to cut corners. It causes you to be that individual that says that I'll win at all costs and I'm not worried about how I get there. And that's the wrong way to view things. There's also another side to this. And as I thought about my career and I thought about the changes and the transitions over time of how I thought and how I view things was that at one point I always looked at things as if I do what I'm supposed to do. If I check that box, then my time will come. My card will get punched. And that is a very elementary way of looking at things, right? Because if you take a step back and you look at someone wanting to interact and engage with a person that is going to take them to the next level, take their team to the next level. You know, I thought about with sports and when I played ball in college and I had a college coach, DB coach that told me, hey, those guys across the field, they're on scholarship too, you know? You and and the, and the point of that comment was the fact that they're good. They're just as good. So when you think about being where you are and then knowing where you're trying to go and you're doing the things that are expected of you, then you are average. Let's be real. You're being average. To clarify not saying that you're an average person because you have highly talented individuals that perform or execute on a very average level. And it's because of the mentality that I'm doing what I've been asked. I'm checking those boxes. So my time will come. But the level of frustration sets in at that point where you feel it's your time. You feel the opportunity is right. You feel that you've checked all the boxes. You've met all measures. And what happens? You get passed over. They look the other way. And the reality is, is that you have to be that person that is driving and offering more value than the person next to you. And it doesn't have to be an over-the-top out, knock it out of the park. I'm excellent in everything kind of value. But when people think about you, when that next level manager thinks about you or that teammate that you're playing with, uh, playing ball with thinks about you, you want them to say, I need her. 
I need him on my team. I need them. The way that you do that is through how you provide value. And you may be wondering why I'm talking about being a value and being, um, you know, raising your hand and being that person that is going above and beyond. Because in order for you to provide that value and in order for you to be the person that is the go to person, you're going to put yourself in situations. You're going to sharpen your skills. You're going to drive your execution in order to be the person that pushes and drives that value. In the process of doing that, you are owning your growth because you can't provide value. You can't drive the success of yourself, drive the value and success of your team if you're not growing yourself, but you have to own it. You have to be that person that's willing to do the extra work after work hours. Do the extra work and put the extra effort in when it's not on the clock, when you're not in the mood of wanting to do it, when you feel tired or you feel beat or you're down, you're tired because you've been running with the kids all day and or you've been at work, then you have kids and then you finally get them to bed. And all of a sudden now it's 1130 at night. But the thing about owning your growth and the thing about the progression of your growth, and this is something that really took hold later in my career for me mentally, it took hold later in my career was the fact that growth and progression is incremental. It doesn't come overnight, but it can leave overnight if you allow it to let go. But you have to have a plan in place and you have to own it. Be that person that is willing to step out and put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Raise your hand. Go meet someone that you don't know in your organization, but you know that they have a skill set or that they're sharp or they're held in high regard for a particular skill set or a particular talent that they have. Be the person that's bold, that will put yourself in a situation to be known. But along with that, and this is something that I learned, but it took me a long time to get here, was the fact that when you're trying to show your value, you're trying to show that they need to come to you. They need to have you on their team. They need you. You only want to paint the picture of all the things that you do great. But in that moment or in that time frame of you actually being real with the other person or the other team or the other group of areas that you're not phenomenal or that you're not strong, you show not only vulnerability, but more importantly, you show great self-awareness. And that in itself holds a tremendous amount of value because there are a lot of people that lack great self-awareness or better yet, that lack any self-awareness. And when you are someone that's stepping in 
to provide value, someone that is owning their growth, someone that is providing a significant level of impact and influence, then you're a person that knows that the only way that you're able to do that is you have to know what you're good and what you're great at and what you also are not. And there's nothing wrong with being open about that. But you have to be willing to step out of that comfort zone and be very self-aware to understand that, hey, here are things that I'm not that great at. These are not my strengths, whatever it may be. But the flip side to that is in the in the process of you telling a future manager or director or whoever it may be that you're interviewing with that, hey, these are not some strong suits. These are some things that I'm not great at. But you know what? Here's a plan that I have in place that I've been working on getting better at these things. And let's be honest, it will be a constant process, a constant program, a constant training session for me to build and be better at those things. As professionals and even personally, we are so often worried about being that honest. But it's not about you not being great at certain things, because I can tell you there are a million different executives, leaders, whoever that will give you a list of things that they're not great at. That they don't do well, that it's a constant process for them to work through those things. There are tons of people that are in that in that situation. But what they will do is also tell you the great ones will tell you. Here's how I navigate through that. Or better yet, I have a trusted colleague, assistant, or friend, or whoever, someone that holds me accountable, or my team holds me accountable to make sure that I actually hold up my end and deliver on the things that I need to deliver on that I'm not that strong in. So I think that another thing that is very important is that, as we talked about just a second ago, You know, a lot of times the thought process, and this is, I think, generational as well, that you felt you did all the right things. You checked all the right boxes. You got all the right experiences. You connected with the right person or people that you would make it to the next step that you're trying to make it to. But we're in a fast paced society. We're in a very, very demanding society. We are in an environment where everyone is busy. So I can remember in multiple times that I've been promoted where I've had colleagues or friends that said, man, I see that it's possible. It's great. But, you know, I thought I'd get tapped on the shoulder. Man, I've been doing this and doing that and I'm doing this and what have you. And, and as I hear them and as I listen to this, I'm thinking, well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's part of your job. You're not going above and beyond. You're not doing anything extra that the next person is doing or not doing. So the the one thing that blows my mind is that people sometimes fall into the mindset that, oh, I have to be at a certain level in order to be the person that finds the opportunity to go above and beyond. Well, not 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 at all. 
If you're someone that's starting out your first job, or better yet, it may not be your first job. You may have been working this for a while and you just don't know how to break through. You've been mopping floors and cleaning bathrooms, and that is true, honest work. That's not that's not anything to be ashamed about. But if you want to make it to the next step, say you want to become a cashier or you want to move up to, you know, another position within in, in the um, in the organization beyond that. say you're in the mailroom working at a law firm and all of a sudden now you want to become a paralegal. Well, you know what? Take the time to learn what is it that that person does. Because as you continue to grow, you have to, one, if you're trying to get to a certain position, a certain setup within whatever it may be, owning your own business, your place in the marketplace with your business, or working within an organization and trying to climb the ladder, if you're trying to move to any position or any opportunity within that construct, you need to understand what it takes to do that role. And secondly, you need to already be doing some of the things that that role requires. Because when it comes time and you're in that role or you're competing for that role, you don't want to talk theoretically about what it is you can do to prove that you can do the job. You want to already share examples and show examples of how you're doing things that are already parts of that role. But owning your growth is about the extra mile and the extra step that you are willing to go in order to get to where you're trying to get to. Status quo and doing the bare minimum or doing only what's required of you, you're basically saying, I am not a person that's trying to grow and be progressive and move up. And let's be very clear. Everyone doesn't want to promote up into multiple layer levels or levels of higher responsibility. That's not what owning your growth is about. Owning your growth is about sharpening your skill sets. It's about sharpening your mental acuity and how you view things and being open and willing to understand that you don't have it all and you don't know it all. None of us do. But the reality of it is, is the way that you think now was different than the way that you thought about things five years ago. The way that you think now will probably be different five, 10 years from now because it's about experience. It's about time. It's about exposure. So you have to understand that owning your growth, when you peel everything back, and as I've thought about everything that I've experienced and encountered over my career to this point, your growth lies in your hands. And it is your responsibility to be bold. It is your responsibility to put yourself in the situations, albeit comfortable or uncomfortable, that would allow you to be the obvious choice if you're trying to go for a promotion or to be the obvious choice of being 
the person that everyone selects for their team or asked to be on their team because of the value that you provide. Or being the obvious choice, if you're an entrepreneur working in a specific area and you are generating a certain product, you make customers feel a certain way because you're continuing to understand how to grow you, how to grow your business, how to evolve yourself to provide value. And that's critical. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you work in a company, whether you are talking to family or friends, the value you bring to not only other people, but the value that you exude yourself, how you make people feel, how supportive you are, all of those things make others want to be aligned in a part of you. And even if they don't, then at the end of the day, that's fine. You have to understand that that's not about you. Jane Goodall once said, what you do makes a difference and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. Own your growth. Find ways to develop yourself, but you have to own it. When you think back, you want to have no regrets of what you've experienced, what you've exhausted, and what you've been willing to chance and do to better yourself. And understanding you, but no one owes you anything. You have to own it. You have to embrace it. You have to take it. So I'll leave you with that and understanding that growth, whether it be physically, whether it be mentally, it is your responsibility. And if you don't know exactly what next step to take, Seek out the advice of someone that that may be able to help you get there. And even if they don't know how to help you get there or tell you exactly what to do, opening up, being very self-aware of what you do know, what you don't know, what you're strong at, what you aren't strong at, and even talking it through with a trusted friend or colleague or a trusted family member can help you to build that mindset and understanding of what you need to do to own your growth and what you need to do as your next step. I hope that in this opportunity, in this time that we're in, where everyone has been forced to slow down, that you take the chance and take the opportunity to do that, regardless of where you are in your life. It's not about being ultra successful or, or, I'm sorry, or being a you know, an an ultra high, you know, executive in an organization or about being someone that is an entry level position. It's not about that. Your growth is your growth. Everyone had to start somewhere and everyone is in a different setup. Everyone is in a different time in their life, their career, whatever it may be. So own your growth. Embrace it and take responsibility Be very self-aware and drive every single day. 
be a better you with each new day that you encounter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at the whybehindyou.org. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of The Why Behind You.